Welcome back, Heming Brainiacs, to the podcast. Merry Christmas. It's uh, now 11 o'clock on Christmas night. And uh, whew, tell you what, another big day. We uh, saw all the family. Toby got to meet his grandpa, which is good. My dad, he's down from Queensland. Uh, so that was lovely. And uh, yeah. Good times all around. I hope you're having a good Christmas wherever you are in the world. And uh, it's a good point of the year to say just thanks for hanging out every day. It's nice to have your company on a daily basis. Speaking of daily basis company, Swim says the mum fishy. I hope you're having a good Christmas. Um, <clears throat> on the topic of William Bell Spot, Scott, yesterday's poet, um... Oh, actually, before I say that, before we talk poetry, Swim has said, I enjoyed your ramblings very much yesterday. It's Christmas Eve morning here as I write this, 19 hours ago. Uh, Very cold as we are in the midst of a polar vortex. That just sounds cold. I see that Melbourne is enjoying a pleasant summer weather. Yeah, we had a lovely day today. It was almost too hot. What was the weather today, I wonder? Well put it this way right now it's 20 degrees and it's 11 p.m which is 68 degrees fahrenheit but i think we had a top of about 34 or something um i hope you have been able to enjoy a scotch and a cigar my husband will be enjoying a bourbon and a cigar later this afternoon while we are watching american football outside during the halftime I'll be sipping on a good wine I splurged on inside where it's warm. Lovely. Oh, that sounds like you guys know how to enjoy a Christmas. Um, Bourbon. Lovely. I mean, bourbon is in the whiskey family. I don't dislike bourbon. I just prefer a scotch or, you know, or a straight whiskey. Um, Bourbon. What's the difference with bourbon? It's got that kind of more sour sort of flavor to it, I guess. Um, but yeah, good on you with the cigar. How nice is that? Um, I didn't though, by the way, I I had a, I had a beer, but I didn't have a scotch or a cigar, but I did get two new bottles of scotch today as various Christmas presents. I'm a very happy man. Um, Elf on the Shelf is fairly new, says Swim. The Elf on the Shelf tradition started in 2005. Ah, yeah, that is new when Carol Ubsold and her daughter Chandra Bell self-published the book Elf on the Shelf, A Christmas Tradition, along with a special box with a small scout elf inside. My three sons by then were in their 20s. Uh, Okay, yeah, that explains why it wasn't a thing in my household as a kid, because it didn't exist yet. I love how they've published it and just called it a tradition, just straight up, like, this is a tradition now. (laughs) And, uh, hey, it worked. Because it just seems like every family does it now. Um, I smiled about your ice cream dinner. As a car- uh, career professional, career carer, uh, who also had three sons, we at least once a month had ice cream for dinner. <laughs> wow. <coughs> Excuse me. Once a month ice cream dinner. Look, I'll tell you what, I don't think I want to do it again. It was fun. But it wasn't a very good dinner. <laughs> um, we 
I don't know. It leaves you feeling like, should we eat something else? Like, I feel like that wasn't substantial enough, but at the same time, we did just eat a lot of junk food, ice cream. So what do we do now? William Bell Scott was a Scottish poet, says Swim, on the topic of our actual poet. By the way, thanks, Swim, for those comments. Um, Merry Christmas. William Bell Scott was a Scottish poet, painter, art critic, an engraver, known for his association with the Pre-Raphaelite Brotherhood, founded in London by Dante Gabriel Rossetti and a few others. Pre-Raphaelitism was a countercultural movement that aimed to reform Victorian art and writing. The name Pre-Raphaelitism derives from these artists' controversial admiration for painting before the era of Raphael. Strange. Like the art, Pre-Raphaelite poetry was criticised for its unconventional, unconventionality, spirit of decadence and evocative language. True to its name, pre-Raphaelite poetry bore similarities to medieval sonnets and ballads, combined with sensuousness and decadence espoused by the movement. Okay, interesting. Um, I can't say I really understand that, but I still say interesting nonetheless. Uh, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Aubrey de Vere is our next poet. Um, we'll read two poets today. They're both pretty short. Um, and then that leads us up to a good place to stop because then that means tomorrow we will be reading Emily Bronte. And I'm sure Emily Bronte... Uh, you know, she's a heavy hitter. She's a big name. So, um, uh, when we get to those really big, well-known ones, and hey, I say well-known because I've heard of them, but <laughs> I'm sure there's been a lot of really well-known poets that I've just been like, meh, never heard of it, next. Um, but you know what I mean. Uh, Emily Bronte, we'll save that for tomorrow. Aubrey de Vere, 1814 to 1902. It's a good innings. And the poem's called Serenade. Softly, o'er oh, midnight hours, move softly over the bowers, where lies in happy sleep a girl so fair, for ye have power, men say, our hearts in sleep to sway, and cage cold fancies in a moonlight snare, round ivory neck and arm, and clasp a separate charm, hang over her, poised, but breathe, nor sigh, nor prayer, silently ye may smile, Hold but your breath the while, and let the wind sweep back your cloudy hair. Bend down your glittering urns, ere yet the dawn returns, and star with dew the lawn her feet shall tread. Upon the air rain balm, bid all the woods be calm, ambrosial dreams with healthful slumbers wed, that so the maiden may with smiles your care repay, when from her couch she lifts her golden head, waking with earliest birds ere yet the misty herds, leave warm mid the grey grass their dusky bed. Nice. I like that one. Sorrow is our next poem. Count each affliction, whether light or grave, God's messenger sent down to thee, do thou with courtesy receive him, rise and bow, and ere his shadow pass thy threshold crave, Permission first his heavenly feet to lave, 
Then lay before him all thou hast allow, no cloud of, of passion to usurp thy brow, or mar thy hospitality, no wave of mortal tumult to obliterate. The soul's marmorial calmness grief should be, like joy majestic, equable, sedate, confirming, cleansing, raising, making free, strong to consume, small troubles to commend, great thoughts, grave thoughts, thoughts lasting to the end. Cool. Another goodie. You know, I, it occurs to me, I'm doing this right now actually as I speak, it occurs to me that I, all, 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 all these 800 poets or however many we've done, um, every now and then I'm like, oh, I liked that one, you know, and do you think I can remember which ones I liked? No, and I think that's terrible. I think that's terrible. I really do think that I should have just been jotting down the names of the ones that I thought were good. So that if I ever want to get go back and just get a bit of inspiration from, you know, these 800 poets and I liked 15 of them, <clears throat> you know, probably more than that, but you know what I mean. Um, I don't know. I regret that I didn't, I didn't do that. So I just remembered I liked yesterday's one. And I just rem- and I and I liked this one I just read, Aubrey de Vere. So I've just started a new document and I've written their names in it. If you're listening, if you can remember another poet that I said I like, please let me know. Um, remind me of their name. Because I don't remember the names of the ones I said I liked. That's a tall ask. I don't expect anyone to actually have any answers to that question, but just on the off chance, um, we've got some very clever people that listen to this podcast and participate much cleverer than I. Our next poet is called George Fox, born 1815, died... question mark. Died? question mark. Hey, we don't know. He might still be alive. He might be 207... <clears throat> this one's called The Country of Mayo From the Irish of Thomas Lavelle On the deck of Patrick Lynch's boat I saw in woeful, woeful plight Through my sighing all the weary day And weeping all the night Were it not that full of sorrow From my people forth I go By the blessed sun Tis royally I'd sing thy praise, Mayo When I dwelt at home in plenty And my gold did much abound In the company of fair young maids The Spanish ale went round Tis a bitter change from those gay days that now I'm forced to go and must leave my bones in Santa Cruz far from my own Mayo. They are altered girls in Ural now. Tis proud they're gonna... Sorry, they're... Gr- <clears throat> I'll try that again. They are altered girls in Ural now. Tis proud they are grown and high. With their hairbags and their top knots, for I pass their buckles by but it's little now I heed their airs, for God will have it so that I must depart for foreign lands and leave my sweet Mayo. Tis my grief that Patrick Lachlan is not Earl of Irrell still, and that Brian Duff no longer rules as lord upon the hill, and that Colonel Hugh McGrady should be lying dead and low, and I sailing, sailing swiftly from the country of Mayo. Another good one, um, lyrical. I would say that one. Like it, it felt like um, almost like 
I was singing it, <laughs> you know, uh, very rhythmic. Okay, that's it for today. We'll kick off with Emily Bronte tomorrow. Let me just see. Is there a lot of Bronte? There's not, actually. There's only four pages. Okay, so as much as she was big in the literary scene, maybe she wasn't huge in the poetry scene. Um, but you know what? It's crazy. We're coming up on Walt Whitman, right? Walt Whitman. And there's one page of Walt Whitman, one of the all-time best poets. So, um, yeah, it's a strange thing, the way this book is compiled in some ways. Um, we should read Leaves of Grass one day. That's an absolute cracking book. All right. I'm rambling. I'm clearly very tired and ready to go to bed. Merry Christmas once again. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.